Welcome to Failure Bites. This episode is all about trusting our own voice. We all have that little voice inside of our heads that's trying to help us along our path in life. I don't know about you, but I don't always listen to mine like I should. Sometimes it works out okay, but other times, well, not so much. On this episode, we talk to Anne, a retired professional soccer player who now directs her energy towards coaching and youth outreach. When she retired, there were many voices telling her what to do next. So let's hear her story. So I'm Ann Poulin. I am a retired professional soccer player. I now coach with a professional youth club and also consult non-for-profits. You and I have talked a little bit about failures and trying. So is there a time when you failed or struggled that you feel you've really learned from? Mm -hmm. Or tell us a little bit about your failure story. Sure, yeah. I think mine was right after I retired, which was 2009. And I played over in England um, in the Premier League there. So I just come back, sort of was trying to figure out. I was in that pocket of like a retired athlete, what do I do next? So what seemed, and the people that were around me were thinking, hey, maybe start a non-for-profit and you like to give back and this and that, but I still was sort of recovering from and maybe healing from having to retire because it really wasn't my choice. It was injuries and things like that. So I st- it was sort of abrupt and just, again, wasn't my decision. So you need that time to sort of wrap your head around it. So it was more just listening to a couple people that were maybe saying, try this or do this or lend your name to that and and do that sort of thing. I mean, we made a positive impact, but my head wasn't totally in it, I guess I would say, and sort of fizzled out for the most part. But through that, that's probably been the greatest asset for what now, 10 years later, for what I do now in terms of consulting, because that was the first one I sort of took on the chin and put my name out there as a, I mean, kind of an athlete, but not, you know, a player, which is always most confident on the field. So when you step out and have to be so-and-so not the soccer player it's like who are you without this thing that's been your identity or people have just you've been synonymous with for my whole life really essentially so you know in hindsight it was probably the greatest lesson and now probably the best tool for me now when I work with these other non-for-profits or other athletes with their foundations and their missions nationally or internationally so so what changed from the first one that you did and what you're doing now what was kind of your biggest takeaway or your aha moment as you think back I mean, I think it's going with your gut and and your instinct, which I ultimately probably knew, again, in hindsight, instead of just sort of riding the wave with these other energies that were sort of taking me this direction. It was, I kind of knew I might maybe take a beat and take some time and really get my feet back on the ground and figure out who I am without the sports part of it. Although sports are still a big part of my life. It's just a different conduits for hopefully greater things and greater messages with these these nonprofits. But I I would say just knowing and following your instinct and your gut, because it's for me, it's been right. Whether I choose to listen to it or not is <laughs> my fault. But again, you know, and I say it to my players now, it's like it can any hiccup or bump in the road or if it's a failure, you know, it's only a failure when you choose not to learn from it. So it can be uh, an excuse or it can be motivation. So it's, you just try and use anything for motivation. Yeah, and it's easy, I think, when you're young or when you're making that transition from one thing to another to get caught up in everybody else's advice and everybody else going, you should do this or you should do that. And I think that idea of tra- staying true to who you are and what you believe in and trusting trusting that instinct instinct is a an important lesson. Yeah, because it's you know it's the one thing I learned really that you I mean you always have you always have your your self self talk. So if it's doing these empowerment workshops with whoever, it's you know the one person you always, the always head you always have in yours is, you know, the voice is going to be your own. So it's, 
might as well have it be positive and the most powerful instead of listening to have someone else's voice or opinion in your head or how, you know, someone speaks to you. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it's certainly hindsight is awesome. <laughs> what can you do? And, you know, for someone who, reti- I mean, I retired pretty young considering it was just my body was sort of done and I was a multi-sport athlete um, pretty much through high school and then only sort of specialized college and then had fortunately the opportunity to play overseas but it was for someone who'd always been and I don't know it must be the athlete's mentality of like in a team sport you're always told what to be or what to wear when to be there what time you're on a bus with a group you're just you're told all the time where to be and and sort of seeking that that head coach or that voice that's always just your guidepost so you're not sort of just rudderless when you leave so you're again trying to get my feet under me figuring out what I'm what's next, which I think is resonates with a lot of athletes at any level when you're just trying to figure out even college or high school. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? I'm not going to play in college or how do I transition? How do I, I have to get a real job? What the heck? <laughs> what am I good at now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And if, and that's been your identity or your motivation that's growing up and that's life. But, you know, people learn it at different stages through a couple of different arenas. So. So now that you're working with kids and students from not just across the country, but globally, internationally, Mm -hmm. what are some things that you do when you work with kids to help them kind of see that lesson, to kind of see setbacks, not as failures, but as part of the learning process? Whether it's my players here that some are from more affluent communities to the kids I work with when we go to Rwanda or Haiti who have extenuating circumstances and the political climate certainly make an impact and affect them that it's hard just especially in those areas it's like they know there's worse things in life they live it every day it's the kids here that you have to be like like take a second so I love that I have a, I've had a couple trips or volunteer trips with some of my players from St. Charles Geneva Batavia Naperville that have gone to Haiti with me and did a week there and saw it and they come back just okay, we sort of get it when you're like, relax, like, relax, learn from it. This is not the only time you're going to learn this lesson, right? So it's like, just know it's coming. If everybody was perfect, the world would be very boring. It's that mindset that, you know, a lesson's coming. There's a chance this might not work. How do you approach react, it? Deal with react, it? Yeah. React? Yeah. I think majority of, especially in sports, because it's that immediate gratification, which I maybe would allow some people to use an excuse here for not loving soccer which is the greatest sport but you know they don't it's they're like 90 minutes oh my gosh they might not even score Ugh, why would I sit here and watch that because it's like immediate gratification and it's you know soccer's for me it's been the greatest tool and it's been uh it's a religion everywhere else but here and it's a way to communicate you know that's why I love bringing kids over and, and showing them and it's whether you're at any level if you've never played before if you're a U.S. national team player they don't care. It's you come out, you bring a ball, you want to play. We can speak the same language for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 90 minutes in the middle of Rwanda with kids who have nothing that are still recovering from remnants of a genocide. I mean, that's like, relax. There's harder things. Lessons will be learned. Just don't be the one who chooses not to learn from them because that only is going to alter your character. I think that's a great kind of closing advice. Don't be the one who doesn't learn from those lessons. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way to kind of sum this up. Just kind of real quick, so what's the organization you're working with and what are kind of some things on the horizon we could look for? Or Still working with Kids Play International, which is, again, we go into areas uh, impacted by recovering from genocide and try and uh, promote gender equity through sports. So that's my 
sort of the skeleton of all of these non-for-profits. That's the first one that approached me after I retired, and it's been amazing for me. But yeah, I'm working with uh, Sneaker Hearts, which is founded with a friend, ER MedTech. He was a firefighter. And for all the sneakerheads that are out there, just started realizing that he had was sort of the conduit to getting shoes to kids who need them. So it's we just did a drop in Englewood and had 250 shoes, sneakers, winter boots. Oh, wow. And of course, they always need new socks is the number one requested thing amongst homeless people. So it's just trying to be that connector. Now that I'm back home, I'm not traveling as much. I'd still do the trips for kids play. I would do Haiti again, but just not as much. I mean, it was, there's a time there was between Cambodia and me and mine, and it's a lot and soak it all in. And then it's, okay, how can I bring it back here sort of deal. So those are sort of the two right now that I'm trying to focus on. Any final words, final words of encouragement for our listeners? Again, the biggest thing I would say at any age, it's like you're probably follow your instinct and your gut. You know, and no matter which way it leads, if you feel like, oh, that's not how I wanted it to work out, or that's exactly how it worked out, and say, okay, well, that was a testament to my gut, or maybe you were meant to learn that lesson. So maybe you're, it was like, ooh, okay, that wasn't totally the right path. But again, it's your choice to learn, and the greatest failures is choosing not to learn from that lesson. But I think everything happens for a reason, and ultimately, your gut and instinct is, is sort of the guidepost to where you're supposed to go. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and having the conversation, sharing your story, and thank you for all that you do for, for the kids out there. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. In Anne's view, one of her biggest failures is when she didn't trust her own inner voice. Why is it we tend to trust others' advice over our own gut instinct? Having the confidence to follow your gut and listen to your own positive voice can lead to big things. Granted, sometimes those big things might fail. But as Anne said, it's only a failure when you choose not to learn from it. Thank you for listening to Failure Bites. I'm your host, Kristen Brennison. To learn more about Kids Play International, look to our show notes. To get the latest failure story, subscribe to Failure Bites. And if your little voice is telling you to leave a review, listen to it. Leaving a review really helps us out. This podcast was produced by NIU STEAM at Northern Illinois University. Your future, our focus.